Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome in to episode 125 of the Dumb Mars Podcast. It's your boys, your favorite Saturday brunch bunch. Back at it again, breaking down the week that was in pro wrestling and giving you the Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling for the week. Gentlemen, how we doing? How we living? Everybody good? Yep. Good. Look a little exhausted this week. Look a little exhausted. You guys, we need to prep up the energy. <laughs> Can't get on here. The energy will come. Yeah. I'm definitely killing a migraine right now. Killing a migraine? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> but I'm here. <laughs> ah, there he is starting to starting to chat off right right off the bat taquan coming in that's the energy i need taquan give me that <laughs> all right all right uh busy week busy week um welcome revolution weekend is here it's upon us uh tomorrow night aew i guess the their first big pay-per-view of the year um Loaded card. We're going to run through that, give our predictions, break down the show itself, match of the night. You know the whole the whole shebang of bang that we normally do for you guys on predictions. Um, so we'll get into that. Mount Rushmore and then Jay got a nice little uh, nice little game afterwards, uh, pro wrestling style, a little debate. This I believe he has teed up for this week's episode. So with that being said um anything you guys briefly want to touch on about your week how you're living how you feeling anything uh if not we can hop right in the revolution and get this show started it's nothing good so we might as well get into revolution <laughs> yeah. Yeah. okay okay that's that okay we, all right we all had a shitty week <laughs> agreed agreed it definitely definitely was um my monday through friday was a blur um i'm Told you guys before we went on air, I'm like professionally and personally just exhausted right now and wiped out. So um, I'm hoping some good wrestling talk will will get me to change my mood, um, bring the energy back up and and get me focused again. So I, I tell you what, though, these these uh you know regular weekends are starting to feel like a, a 15 minute lunch break. Um, oh, exactly. True story. Yeah. Yes, like. So yeah, we need we need to fix that. We need that four day work week to come ASAP, um, immediately. But that's a whole another part for a whole another day. So <laughs> I'm going for right, Powerball, so we can just all retire. And... <laughs> yeah, I mean either that or we can go rob a bank. I don't know. Whatever, we'll figure it out. <laughs> you can't put that on here, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's for content. It's for content. It's con- content over everything, right? It's just it's not true. We're not incriminating ourselves. We're not. You know, disclaimer out there. We're not really going to go do that. But hey, you know, shits and giggles. Why not? So I'm limited. So I'll be your will, man. <laughs> they gonna be like, "It's those one gotta go guys." We <laughs> <laughs> oh, got our mug shots. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I mean, I don't Is know how successful we'd be with. I don't know how successful we'd be with the the literally the title of the show being Dumb Marks. I feel like we would leave a breadcrumb <laughs> of trails and just yeah. So. How'd you get me? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> maybe you shouldn't have worn. Maybe you shouldn't have worn your T-shirt with your logo on it. The <laughs> like the Michigan, Michigan State guys. Yeah, yeah. You'd be like, I gotta promote the pod. Yeah, you gotta promote the pod. Content over everything, right? Content over everything. 
Uh, all right, well, let's get into revolution. Uh, uh, big card here. We'll run down the matches. No particular order, but let's get into it. Break it down um, and touch on you know the the go home show, Dynamite Rampage. Um, if it's anybody's Mount Rushmore of the week from either one of those shows, you know, throw it out there as we're running through the card, so we can touch on that as well and uh, go from there. So, with that being said, let's break this down, Chris. What do you got for us? Uh, we're gonna kick it off with zero hour. So they, this was just announced last night. We got Mark Briscoe and the Lucha Brothers versus Ari Davari and the Varsity Athletes. I mean, is there really a contest here? <laughs> no, it's not. Um, yes, absolutely, Taekwon. Right. Crime time. I'm wearing a crime time shirt. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I, don't, I mean, this one's pretty much an, an easy you know, low-hanging fruit as far as a prediction goes. Mark Briscoe and the Lucha Brothers. Um, where the hell is Pac? Like, is Death Triangle still a thing? How many times is that group going to stop and start? Like, <laughs> is he having visa issues? Is he off because of his injury? Like, well, I was just about to ask if he had visa Like, what is going on? I haven't heard anything about him. I don't it's know. Like after losing the best of seven, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen him since, so... You have um, the Lucha Bros on, on Zero Hour? Hey. Like the Usos on Welcome to AEW. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so. They're pushing all kind of people. <laughs> I mean, I'm not mad at it. They had, you know, they've had this little back and forth with, with Mark Briscoe and Mark Sterling and, and the varsity athletes and that. So you got a little bit of an angle going into this, but. Um, he, he's still out there, Taquan. Don't don't believe the hype. We're looking, you know? we're looking for Neville. <laughs> <laughs> Grab me, forgot. You never know. Might pop back up. Uh, yeah, this is. I mean, this is easy. Briscoe's and the Lucha Brothers. Uh, I don't. Yeah, there's yep. not much to debate here. So yep. I think it'll. I think it'll be a high energy match to to get into it. Um, you know, I will say I don't know if you've caught the ROH debut on Thursday, but uh, Josh Woods and Takesha had a really, really good match. Um, and I wouldn't cover mind, that. I wouldn't mind seeing them to, you know, have a you know have a couple more matches. Actually, um, that deadlift slam, <laughs> uh, the deadlift belly to back out of the the roll through, it was just yeah. They're, Josh Woods is underrated, and, and Takeshita mm-hmm. is who who he is. Um, so, well done there with those two guys. But yeah, um, this is an easy pick. Okay, yeah. we'll head into the no holds barred match: Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy. So this isn't a no holds barred match. They changed the they changed the stipulation. No, it's, the final, it's the final burial. Okay. <laughs> so it is a buried alive match: hole in the ground, shovel. Somebody's eating some dirt. Um, so we'll see how they pull this off. JR made it seem like it was the first time ever in pro wrestling last night on Rampage. About it. <laughs> We've never seen this stipulation before. It's like, dude, it's a buried alive match. You call it how many of these between Undertaker, Mankind, and Stone Cold? It's like WWE, no nothing hold. else exists. So it's yep. just AEW, that's it. There's no holds bar trademark. <laughs> that's why they do lights out. <laughs> Yeah, so if, I mean, Jungle Boy, th- this feud has 
completely lost any steam that it had due yeah. to injuries on both ends, Christian and Jungle Boy. It it should have culminated last year at some point in time. They so, really gaffed yeah. this one. Um, it's like cockroaches it, don't go away. It had to. Well, I mean, it had the potential to help, like, to really help elevate Jungle Boy up the card, based yeah. on you know the heat that Christian had. Mm-hmm. You know, it was at one time it was a very hot angle in pro yep. wrestling, and then crickets. So I'm, yeah. I'm over this. They this should have been one that they just moved on from. Like, didn't have to yeah. circle back to it. Yeah, exactly. You don't, you, you don't got to go back for the payoff. The payoff yeah. should have happened a year and a half ago. Like, what? Just move on. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Jungle Boy. No need to explain. That's what I'm going. Cage, keep it going. <laughs> I got a feeling Luchasaurus will pop up through the earth somehow and and come back in, in this one because he hasn't been seen either. So yeah, who knows? And sixty five is coming out, so with a new mask. <laughs> yeah. I, I forgot that that's why he's been off. So uh, I will say Christian's promo this week. He really he did have a really nice line in there um, about. So you treat the business like a video game. I treat I treat the business like a bank, and I'm here to cash cash in or something. I don't know. It was something something yeah. to those regards, but it was it was a really good like. All right, I'll give you that. that That's a really good one liner there. Um, but yeah, I'm over it. So I was sleep during this, and he woke me up with that whatever he was talking about. And I rolled over and turned the TV off. See, and it got it got exactly. to you. It, you. it woke you up. Yeah, like, oh, you got to see this shit. (laughs) (laughs) All right, right. moving on. Got the four-way match for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. The Guns versus the Acclaimed versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett and Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. Wait, this is on Zero Hour? No, this is on on the the first match of Zero Hour, yeah. Oh, they're only doing one match on zero. That's zero. all it's been out so far. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Um, and there is no interest in this at all. This is yeah. the most hodgepodge of let's just throw teams randomly together to get people on the card. Yep. Um, a joke. Yeah. And like, you had a battle royal. Two battle royals. You had two battle royals. Two, yeah, two battle royals, and the two winners are jokes. Sorry to say, but they are. Well, Lethal and Jared, I don't mind. I don't mind Lethal and Jared because they, Jeff Jared is probably one of the most hated men in pro wrestling and just continues to know how to get heat. Um, so I'm okay with that because of how bad the AEW fan base bitches every time he's on television. Um, <laughs> I was seriously looking like, are they going to put Butch and the Blade in this in this match? And I was actually rooting for it. Then you had that. Well, I would have rather seen Butcher and Blade than Danhausen yes. and Orange. Yeah, that makes that zero terrible, sense. That terrible elimination where they threw themselves over. <laughs> well, that must have been Danhausen's uh, little power, his magic. <laughs> I would have rather just seen the guns and the acclaim just fight each other again. Yeah. This has shenanigans written all over it. I don't think it'll be a good match at all. Mm-hmm. So no, I'll, I'll go with the guns to retain just based off of, and I don't know why I'm buying in the rumor and innuendo, but I am just based off of where and who I think will beat them. So 
I'll keep that in the in the talk to myself because it's way too early for that rumor. But still, I'm I'm hoping that it's the case. So Same. we'll go with the guns. Go to the guns to retain with with bullshit. Yeah, guns to retain. Well, he's in the match. I I think there's gonna be shenanigans, like you said. I think the guns have potential to win. I don't know. I think I'm gonna go Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett though on here. Bold. Yeah. Then then why have the guns beat the acclaim? Why not just have Lethal and Jarrett beat the acclaim? Because that would get them even more heat after beating your your most over babyface act in the company right now. They could pin them in the match, right? As, but it still wouldn't have the same effect as them beating them one on one and doing it. You, had, them, had, you had the guns randomly win on a dynamite for shock and awe, and then you just have them turn around a couple weeks later and drop it to Jarrett and Lethal. Like, I don't know why Tony Khan's so high on the guns and why he decided yeah. to put a title on them at this point yeah. in time, but shot. Yeah, I like the guns. They're entertaining to me. I, they are they're entertaining, but they're entertaining. not like that's it. To me, they're not ready to have the belt. No. No. Like there was I didn't feel like there was any popularity between them and the fans yet to like warn that. Like, yeah, if you're trying to get you the heat on be, them, I you guess. You don't gotta be popular to win a belt. But I mean, I don't think that they're over at all. I mean, they they do get booed I mean, out of the building, and the Asheville chants have been going. The chants have been going. The Asheville chants have been going on since Dan Housen coined the phrase on mm-hmm. Twitter. So, like, they're getting a negative reaction, which is what they want. I just don't feel like they were ready to have the belts, mm-hmm. especially whenever you're taking it off your top babyface. Mm-hmm. Like, if they beat somebody else and the acclaim was on the come up and then the acclaim beat them, okay, I see that. That's your top baby face. Like, that would make more sense, but you did it in reverse. And to me, I, I just don't understand the booking. For supposedly having the greatest tag team division in all of pro wrestling, <laughs> it seriously has lacked juice. Yes. Which I never thought I would trios say. Have come then. I didn't think I would say that about AEW and their tag team division, but I'm starting to feel very WWE ish. As far as them not caring about tag team wrestling, I, I think the truest divisions watered it down because now you have two divisions and you don't know where to put everybody instead of focusing on one division. But I felt this way about it before the trios even came into the fold. It wasn't getting the proper respect. Like from you would have thought from when AEW first popped up and the way the Young Bucks were were touting tag team wrestling and the and the teams that that were coming in. Yeah. They've yet to main event a pay-per-view. We've had women main event and everything else, but where's the so-called greatest tag team wrestling on the world division that was promised to us? You've yet to have a a pay-per-view main event? You just had the best of seven in the trio. (laughs) (laughs) Did that main event a pay-per-view? No. Main event Dynamite. Have women main evented a pay per view yet? You said women main evented. Um, I don't remember women main eventing a pay per view yet. The Rose and well, Brent? Okay, not yeah. not a big not a big four pay per view, but they main evented specials, not yeah. just regular dynamites. Like 
Britt and Thunder Rosa have main evented specials, even though they were on TNT or TBS, but they have had women main event a special. I just feel like it's been a it's been a forgotten entity. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. One of the things that drew me into AEW was the fact that they were going to put emphasis on tag team wrestling. And I thought based off of the roster they were accumulating, they, that, yo, they were. When they first started, this, it was like almost every week was kicking off Dynamite with a tag team match. Yeah, and it, this could be your foundation for your company, and you can focus solely on this based off of the talent that you had. But yeah, so, the, the four teams in this match are not the best teams in the company. No. no. All right, we got the guns. Who cares? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I, I have no interest in watching that match. I'll probably take a, a I don't know. I'll do something else during that match. Probably fold a load of laundry. Who knows? Something. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got it. Like, do some adult stuff. Yeah, like I, yeah. I don't know. Check my daughter's homework for Monday morning. I have no idea. Like, it's... All right. Up next, we got the Texas Death Match: Moxley versus Hangman Adam Page. You guys into this one at all? No, but give me Page. I want to see. Yeah, I think I'm with Jay. I think I'm with Jay on this. I want to see Hangman win this. Moxley doesn't need to win here. He doesn't need to go over in this feud. I think it does. I think it does more to keep Hangman relevant as far as the main event level picture. If he wins this, yeah, I think Especially, especially since it's all Moxley coming at Hangman. He's playing more of the heel role in this. Mm-hmm. I think Hangman, hey, let him beat Moxley. Let Moxley go away for a bit. Finally take his vacation. We've seen so much. We've seen so much blood and, and everything else like over the past month on Dynamite. It's like, all right. You know it, Ty. You know it. <laughs> what are you going to do in this match besides both Ian's bleed that's going to get me invested? And it's a fourth match between them. It's not like the third. This is old WWE booking where you're, you you have constant you have five, six weeks worth of matches and then you have a pay-per-view match. Mm-hmm. The payoff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just another one that I'm meant on. Yeah. And I can see shenanigans playing in this too with Dark Order and BCC. Don't need it. You don't need it, but hey, <laughs> the story calls for it. Everybody's going to make an appearance on the paper. You're going to get paid. <laughs> yeah, I got a hangman. Yeah. Hangman. All right. Up next, AEW TNT Championship, Samoa Joe versus Wardlow. I hated the whole booking of this and the face of the revolution, Crown and Hobbs, the challenge next week. Like, I, I just let something breathe. Yeah, Jeez, oh man. Like, I don't need, I don't need Hobbs. And, and mind you, let's circle back. Didn't the three of them have a triple threat already? 
So you're yeah. just <clears throat> pushing forward. It's still the same three guys mm-hmm. for the same belt. Just cutting it up. Yeah. <laughs> you just put stuff on hold because Borlow was out nursing the injury. Hobbs was getting his revamp package with the book of Hobbs. And then now you come back and it's like, all right, let's pick right back up. Joe Wardlow Hobbs, you get the winner next week on dynamite. So basically go back into what we just discussed with cage and jungle boy. And it's the same argument. Yep. Nothing different. Mm-hmm. And I get that you tried to make it personal between Wardlow and Joe, but don't get me wrong. The match is going to slap because it's two big ass hosses that are going to beat the shit out of each other. That's the type of match that I'm here for. And I love Joe. Joe's one of my guys. Huge Joe fan. Going way back. I need Warlow to show me something again, which is crazy to say because Warlow was the hot, the hottest guy you had in the company this time last year. And then nothing. Yep. Ultimate cooldown. Yeah. So I mean, you had him beating MJF. Coming what double or nothing, right? The next pay per view, then he beat MJF, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And and now it's like, all right. And then if Joe drops the belt, it was like you went through two placeholder champs while Warlord was injured. Yep. Darby and Joe. And then what? You're going to have Warlow beat Hobbs, and then what's Hobbs going to do after just getting repackaged? Exactly. Completely meaningless. So it's kind of I'm leaning towards Joe. And have like send Warlow on to better things. And have Hobbs. Dark? Yeah. <laughs> he said dark. <laughs> he need built back up. I'm sorry. He does. I I really don't know how to call it. To me, this one is is one of the ones that's a coin flip. Because mm-hmm. either guy I can see facing Hobbs Wednesday on Dynamite. I don't think Hobbs will beat either guy. Depending, you know, whoever wins the match tomorrow. So I'm more I'm I'm more worried about Hobbs's booking coming out of all this because you just repackaged the guy. He had he you know he had an insane liner match. And, and for all you people out there, this, this is a sidebar. You bitchy little fans out there, the referees holding the ladders, how fake. It's like, yo, have you not have you not watched any ladder match in professional wrestling <laughs> up until Wednesday night? Ladders have been holding the referee. Referees have been holding the ladders in the ring or outside the ring for years. My only gripe is that. The edge, the the edge John Cena ladder match Cena's afraid of heights and whenever he goes up to give him the the fu off the ladder through the tables, there's two reps clearly in the shot holding the ladder making sure he doesn't fall off. I I didn't have any argument with the refs holding the ladders, but if you don't like to me that's editing, you know, just don't pan out that far. Just eliminate the refs from the picture. My gripe was helping him set it up. <laughs> he was legit there, like all he setting had up the ladder was, with him. All he, all he had to do was grab a different ladder, or, or, not stand, ladder. or not stand on the very top of the ladder. His big ass doesn't need to be standing on the very uh, top <laughs> rung of the ladder to to show off. 
Ty, that ain't shit moment. How you? How do you? How do I get down? That's <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. Just those fans probably never seen uh, wrestlers hold the ladders for the other wrestlers. Other wrestlers yeah, well. yeah, like, they, they, they probably never saw that either. This WWE's move inside the ring, outside. It's refs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, to me, it's not. It's not a. I don't need one person to win over the other one in this match. It, it's more of all right. What are you doing moving forward? Mm-hmm. And I don't because think the TNT title, much like the tag team titles, to me, Enough. is just an irrelevant champ that has no interest. I can't remember. So, like, so we're, we just did the face, the face of the revolution. So, uh, Hobbs has won that. Has anybody that's won that actually gone and won anything? No, no. Then didn't Scorpio win? He won, he won but, he, uh, but when he fought, fought Darby, he lost. That's when he turned heel. Okay. So there you go. Hobbs definitely won't win. My thing, like, so if if if. If uh, Hobbs is losing next week, are you running that back into a storyline, or is it just one and done? Probably one and done. But you can't have it one and done because that kills Hobbs. Wardlow and Joe are Wardlow and Joe are good, even though even though Wardlow is not where he's he was. Right? He's still he's still over enough to where. He's good either way, whether he wins or loses this match, right? Hobbs is the guy, based on the the packaging and everything else that you've done, and based on interviews that have been cut with Tony Khan and other people in the promotion and Mark Henry and everything else, Hobbs is the guy that they feel can be a top-tier main event superstar. So you can't – you can't – Repackage him, have him win this face of revolution match, and then lose the title shot the next week. And then the thing that really irked me, but they're going to show you can. (laughs) I know, but the thing that really irked me was I don't know if it was so much an irk, but Hobbs is sitting in the chair holding the 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 Sega ring, (laughs) the inner tube, the golden inner tube. I could wait and. He's like, all I have is time. It's like, mm-hmm. no, you don't. You have seven <laughs> days, dude. It's like, you're 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 cashing this in in a week. Like, you don't have time. I could wait. <laughs> it's toss up. Get g- give me Warlow just so you can have that hill face dynamic and run the story back a couple times. But are they pushing Hobbs to be a heel? I thought they were. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you can take the crowd reaction for him out of it because it was his hometown last week, right? So he got babyface reaction. I thought they were going heel, but I, I have no idea. There's, there's so many people in AEW right now. I'm not sure what side of the fence they're on, and I guess that goes back to Cody's words yeah, of it's all shades of gray in AEW. Yep. There's no heels or babyfaces. We can morph into whatever we want based off of storylines and yada yada yada. <laughs> and it comes back to be the ultimate babyface. <laughs> I'll go um 
Different company. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go Warlow. Just so Joe don't have the two titles. Yeah. I'll do the Ring of Honor stuff now, so he could just focus on the Ring of Honor TV title. Right, yeah, and they gotta they gotta shake out that roster. So I, you know, Joe's an ROH original, so let him move back over to ROH. I don't think you need Joe on Dynamite. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that bonus level. <laughs> All right, moving on. You got Jericho versus Ricky Starks. 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 <laughs> if it's not Starks, oh, man. It, will, it truly will be Hogan Brown. <laughs> so Jericho's winning. <laughs> I mean, I you know, this isn't the, the greatest story told. Um, there is a story, you know, but this has to be the blow off and, and, and it like, yeah, Ricky, Gotta be Ricky, Ricky needs this win. Yeah. yeah. Join the team, Takwon. Join the team. All right, we're going to head over to the AEW World Trios Championship, the Elite versus the House of Black. I've said it on this show multiple times over the last couple of weeks. House of Black loses this match. They might as well just leave the arena and not even come back into AEW. Yep. Got to that like, not, nothing like nothing else needs to be said. After that basketball match, House of Black. <laughs> House of Black. Just like Steve said, if they don't win, they might as well just become a part of Judgment Day. The Elite. They're gonna win. <laughs> I don't see the house. Of and can we please? Work. Can we please? The lights on, lights off gimmick is just—it's <sighs> over with. Yeah, it's ran its 100%. course for a while now. Mm-hmm. So you got to come up with something different. I love their. I love the look of the four of them together. Yes, I think I think Julia Hart is tremendous, and I feel like she adds another layer to that faction slash group that was missed and they have the right sauce with the four of them but they haven't done shit with them and I'm going to be really pissed if they lose this match I don't think Joey O'Hara's been on like actual wrestling in this gimmick on TV which is fine and I don't need her to wrestle if she's going to be the the valet manager and do the scarlet stuff? Yeah, the, yeah, like the shady, creepy shit. Like, cool. I love her look. Love her appearance. Like, yeah. she's hit this character transition out the park. But you're killing the group. Like, literally killing the group. And I think this the House of Black. They are a group that's tailor-made for the AEW crowd based on how they wrestle and move sets and everything else. The gimmick is great. The entrance is great. There's no believability in them at all right now. None. You might, as well pull, you might as well pull three Stooges out of the crowd and have them face the elite. 
It's just me wearing seeing them wearing gold with all that black. They won't be. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said right there. That's it. That's how we had it. Perfect dismount. <laughs> AEW Women's World Championship. Jamie Hayter versus Soraya versus Ruby Soho. I think they got this as a triple threat match, so Soraya doesn't have to take the pin. Hater's not losing the belt. Like she's so she's on a rocket right now. And I love I love what Britt said in Brit in an interview she gave. I think it was this week or last week. Yeah, it was this week. You know, she's like, hey, don't look for me to turn on Jamie. Like, no, she's organically gotten over and everything else. And I'm gonna do everything I can to continue to help push her and raise her up because it makes the division that much better. So if you need me to be that cheerleader team player person, rah, rah, let's go. And me do me be in the background to you right now. I'm a hundred percent in on it. Now, whether or not that's, you know, Brit doing a work, we'll see, but <laughs> come double or nothing. That'll be their match. But, <laughs> but no, we thought that them two would have a turn by now mm-hmm. and they haven't done it. So I'm okay with Brit doing what she's doing with the group. Yeah, to me, it makes the group stronger. Actually, yeah. You know, having a former Actually, champion and a current champ. Tell me, older no fuel. <laughs> and you're getting Britt and Jamie over his faces now. They're at, they feel like afterthoughts to me. Britt and Jamie. Yes. This this feels more about Ruby than anything. Well, I mean, they've centered it on the the. Yeah. It has been where it is where it is her, her allegiance is lie, which is why I thought they were teasing doing you know the originals versus the new blood blood and guts women's match eventually, but I don't know, we'll see. I think I don't think it's, this is the end of the story by any means. No. Nah. I'm I'm glad Ruby's getting spotlight put on her because mm-hmm. she's been stop start based on her injuries and everything else since she came in. So <laughs> I think this has potential to be a really good match though, based off of how each woman are in ring wise. Jamie for the win. Jamie. For sure. Jamie. But I think Ruby. So, like, subtly turn towards Soraya, plant the seeds. The haters gonna hate. All right, that leads us to our main event 60 minute Iron Man match for the AW World Championship MJF versus Brian Danielson. And I don't you know put this on first or last. I, I was gonna say, I don't know if you guys heard, but uh, Brian said he wants to go on first because he wants to be in bed early. <laughs> he wants to get his tremendous. tremendous. <laughs> well, if this goes first, then who you think's gonna go last? Then there's nothing else on this card that's worthy of the man of that spot <laughs> if this one goes on first. Yeah. So I'll put the trio on last. I think it'd be a good match. Matt, bell to bell wise, I could see that, but there's no story there to make it worthy of a main event. 
Yeah. How many matches? How unless many? Given, unless we're given, given Moxley and Hangman the main event spot. Yeah, uh, well, uh, I can awesome. see them do that. If, if so, how many matches? First, I could see that being the main event. There's eight. How matches many matches are on this card? Eight on the eight on the main card. One on the pre-show. So, if you got it, uh, this is definitely going longer than three hours. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we're looking at an eight to midnight show. Pause. Oh, they always <laughs> are. I mean, yeah, the pre-show in for the hour, so you're looking at a five-hour show. On a Sunday? Ugh. Always. WWE's Always. really spoiled us, you know, much like we thought AEW was going to do and have their pay-per-views on Saturdays. Yeah. Yo, that, that Sunday five-hour show without a day off the following day is brutal. Um, and that's why I don't do it. <laughs> I don't mind the – I didn't mind it on Saturday night, like you said, just have that the next day, but – yeah, you guys, you guys will <laughs> well just call it AEW and New Japan because if they're on till three AM, that's a New Japan show. That's, that's young man uh, talk right there. That's that's a young that's guy. That, uh, hey, that's how the uh, the fans over the UK watch everything. I know oh, we're, we are spoiled. We're, like we don't want to sound like yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, much love and shout out to everybody. Yeah, much love and shout out to everybody that's outside of the United States who tunes in for these pay-per-views because <laughs> y'all, you got your stuff, and and I will never. You're the real MVPs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll never knock you for that. But I don't know. This is a... this will end at midnight. It makes me question if I'm going to watch the pay-per-view on Sunday or not. <laughs> I mean. I really feel like they booked themselves into a corner with this match, and Danielson has to win. That's the way it seems to be going right now. Man, it's tough. It is. It is. It is it's, it's tough. I mean, MJF's putting in the work behind the scenes. You know, got himself in great physical shape right now. You know, he could. I could see. You know, Brian trying to promote. MJF, you know, and help elevate him more as champion, but I, it'll be interesting. 60-minute draw. <laughs> oh. No, One more time. time. Okay. One more time. That would be interesting. So two Iron Man matches. I mean, I'd be pissed, but <laughs> that'd be interesting. Uh, can you imagine the heat they get? If they put a 60-minute draw and then the pay-per-view goes to black and you have no idea what happened. Ah, well, wait, wait. As I'm talking that through. Got to tune in to find out on Wednesday. Yeah, I was going to say that, that would get people to tune in on Wednesday night and bump up your ratings. Jason's on to something. Who was the... Uh, I forget who was the... Not the not the parking lot bra between Goldust and Piper. Who was the um and it was an old school match? I was watching some documentary and they were talking about it, but it made them seem like they had wrestled for seven days straight. <laughs> like they they started, they wrestled outside of the arena, they brawled down the street, and then it went away. And then the following week they came back into the arena with the same clothes on and everything else. So it made it seem 
Like they had wrestled for the entire week. I forget who it was. I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> oh, that's going to kill me. That's what that storytelling. It was on impact. Yeah, but no, that like it was like, but it was it was back in like the seventies and eighties. Whenever like you really thought, yo, they, they're really fighting. Like, yeah, like, and it, oh, who was it? I think it was it was on one of the territory shows. That, that was oh, I, I know who you're talking about. I just forget the wrestlers. It was on uh, one of the yes, tales of the territory. Sudden death, but I don't know. If, they don't have to. I think no, they don't have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It I, wasn't only one sudden death. That was Brett and Sean. Everything else was to finality. I can think off the top of my head. Yeah, I mean that's one everybody remembers. I think the most, but mm-hmm. I think there might have been another sudden death in there. Okay. I think NXT just did, just did one, didn't they? Maybe. <clears throat> um. I so Donald, you you got bought in last week based off the MJF's promo last week for this match. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. The way Danielson exclamation pointed the segment and closed out the show Wednesday night had me buy in. So I'm invested. In, I'm invested in the match based off of the last two weeks. Yes, it it, it has. And sometimes whoever goes over on the go home show. Is kind of the one that loses, so that could be what happens. But I, I throw that I throw that out the window if it's not a WWE show. <laughs> but it's Tony Khan, so isn't it? It's 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 tough. I'm still going to have to go with MJF. He only had what like two title defenses, if that. Yeah. I mean, this this would be a way for this is his first pay per view, right? Mm-hmm. Since he won mm-hmm. the belt, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Unless they pull off the Christian and um, Christian Randy Orton thing, Danielson wins, and and then on Wednesday they fight again, and MJF wins it back. I don't want to see that. Yeah, that, I don't that. either. I mean, but <laughs> but remember, TK's a fan. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, I'm okay either way. I'll go MJF. I just feel like if you if you don't put the belt on Danielson now, because he's he's talked about winding it down and finishing up, and we don't know how much longer he has on his contract. I doubt he'll re-sign another one just based off of the interviews that he's done. Mm. So, and maybe, you know, and he has said, I don't need to be a guy to have the belt, you know, but that was a little shot at CM Punk. And we've heard that rumors come through this week that Hangman was supposed to win, but Punk Mm. lobbied to have him win the match. I don't believe that. I think Tony Khan was always going to put it on Punk regardless. Um so maybe Danielson doesn't need it. And if you if you beat Danielson in an Iron Man match and you're MJF, the just the the promo cut on Wednesday night is just gonna be disgusting from the standpoint of <laughs> that is special cockiness, arrogance, the whole nine yards. Like that's a that's a, a check mark that I don't even I don't know how many people have, if any. Right? 
I think it'll be match of the night, personally. Yeah. And I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you, Chris. I don't. I, I'm not going to be mad either way. Will I be shocked if he if MJF beats him clean in the ring, sixty minutes? Yeah. Has MJF ever really won a match clean in the ring? No. I'm so. a diamond ring appearance. <laughs> Probably. Or you might saw those brass knucks around somewhere from Regal. Yeah, I'm surprised they referenced his name on, on television this week. I don't see I don't see Daniel Brown winning. I'm going draw though. Okay. And Daniel says willing to put the young people. And Daniel says willing to put the younger talent over. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I like both of them, so I really don't care who walks out of this match as champion. Um, but this is like Chris. Isn't this, isn't this like your your Royal Rumble prediction? I was just about to say I, that's where I was heading with this. I gotta go. I'm just gonna go with my boy, like like I do with the Rumble. I'm going with Brian Danielson. <laughs> For what the seventh year in a row, <laughs> so right there it tells you MJF's walking out as champion. <laughs> Chris picked him for the Royal Rumble this year, and he's not even in the company. <laughs> um, waiting for that 31 pick. I'll go. I'll my heart says Danielson, my head says MJF, so I'll go with my head over my heart here and I'll go MJF. But for me, this is my match of the night. I agree. Yeah. And if you look over the pay-per-views, MJF has had a lot of matches of the nights on pay-per-views that people don't necessarily remember or give him credit for. Him and Darby, him and Punk, just two off the top of my head. So we brought up before, like, where's it going to be on the card? Where do you want to see it on the card? I'll put it on last. Last, yeah, mm-hmm. the best story in the company. And if it goes Jason's route, it has to go on last. Oh, yeah, you can't open a show and have it end in a draw in an hour. That <laughs> the fans will go crazy, and it's West Coast, so you know they're going to be pro Danielson. Mm-hmm. Even though they would be pro Danielson anywhere, but then yeah. you know West Coast, he's from Seattle. Like that's even more of a pro Danielson crowd. Um, yeah, I'm really starting to like the the draw aspect of it, Jay. And I'm and I'm thinking like shenanigans. Danielson's up three two, or and you know, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Do that crossover for that nine o'clock hour, right? <laughs> um, no, but I'm really if, if you're doing the whole draw thing, you might as well go all the way into it. Danielson's up three, two, you know, 10 seconds left, 12 seconds left, and then that's when you get, you know, a low blow, brass knucks, <laughs> some type of shenanigans, and MJF ties it up three, three, and it ends in a draw. People would be pissed. It goes against everything of you make the audience go home happy, but the internet wrestling community would be in a buzz. They'd be talking about it nonstop from no Sunday to Wednesday. But so, MJF, he doesn't give a shit if you go home happy or not. So it's true. 
That's true. So, y'all go MJF with this being my match of the night. Mm-hmm. Match of the night for you guys. Who you got? Let me see that there's a house of black. That's what I was thinking, Jason, too. I'll be on this, this Iron Man match. <clears throat> Those were my two options as well, but I'm picking this just based off of the story. And I really think MJF is just going to go out there and wrestle his ass off for 60 minutes and shock the hell out of everybody. Yeah. So. All right. Ready um, for any, anything from, from AEW Dynamite Rampage um, made your Mount Rushmore for the week? Mine did. Anybody else? Or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So mine's going to uh, Takeshita. And the uh, face of the revolution ladder match, he shined. And then, like you brought up earlier, Steve, with uh, Joshua Woods on Ring of Honor this week. Incredible match. Oh, so you're loving Ring of Honor in with AEW? You're not separating the two? Mm-hmm. No, I'm, two I'm, different... I'm him. Not you're him. Shows, but okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Carmelo yeah. Hayes now. You're you're him. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just the Keshta is, is the person for the week. So he had two good matches gotcha. this week. And, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so, what you guys I mean, yeah, say? Did you? That was much to watch. Did you watch the Hemi Hendrix? <laughs> That's tremendous time for. Um, did you guys? Did you guys watch the ROH debut? Yeah, I did. I, I totally forgot about it. I want to see Frost and Willow. Yeah, I was super super happy for Lady Frost. Um, hit her up on Twitter, congratulated her, and that she liked the tweet. So pat on the back to us, um, local four one two. Um, I I enjoyed it. I I like it. It's gonna take time to shake out the roster to see who goes where, right? Um, and actually keep the rosters separated. Like to to catch the on ROH for the debut show, I get great, but I don't need him crossing over between brands every single week. Pick a brand and put them on it and let them go. I agree. Yes, that's what I want to see too. And they, and I think they need they need to do that with their entire roster. Your mm-hmm. ROH, your AEW. And that's it. Occasionally, we'll have a crossover with something planned and to where it makes sense. But other than that, y'all are separated. And I don't want to see them on Dark and Ring of Honor. Just like you like you were saying, just just pick it because I think it's to me. Last night while I was watching it, I think you can have that. If it's the same crowd coming in, kind of like an NXT did with Full Sail, or in the crowd with Impact at Universal, the crowd, the talent can get over because of the crowd, right? That's there. That if they're going to be the same people constantly, so yeah, I don't want to see all the crossover just for that reason. That just let them grow organically with that audience, right? Um, I will say since you brought up ROH, and I'm gonna I'm gonna jumpstart my jabroni of the week because I do have two, but this one's for pro wrestling. Um, based off of ROH and everything else, Eddie Kingston quits AEW, walks out. Tony Collins asked about it in an interview. Hey, by the by, by one of the wrestling journalists. Hey, Eddie Kingston quitting AEW, real or storyline? Tony Khan goes, no, it's storyline. You dumb mark. <laughs> you dumb mark. You took you took away the entire 
layer and veil of disbelief. <laughs> did, did you really think that he quit? Not for us, but for uh, other Yeah, it's not for us, but you don't <laughs> fucking tattletale on yourself. Chris, people still think this is real, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't you yeah, don't, don't do, you do not do that. That's why I hate all these interviews now with 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 the characters outside of their with the people outside of their characters. Jim Cornette was probably livid. <laughs> and I, I mean, I loved I loved everything that that Eddie was tweeting. I love you know him quitting. I love him shitting on him being in the ladder match before the ladder match even happened. I love the fact that he wasn't involved in a ladder match and just brawled to the back and said, "Screw you, I'm not getting in that ring." Like. I loved everything. I loved him calling out Claudio. I'm super pumped to see that match. Fucking tattletale on yourself and just ruined everything about it. I mean, when did he do the interview? Thursday? Because what was it? Wednesday, he, he quit AEW. Thursday, he showed up on Ring of Honor. So it would have been then. But I mean, it's like you, you couldn't have suspended it for a day. No, you just yeah. came out. Yeah, no, but storyline. Don't worry about it. It's yeah. just an angle he's cutting. Don't, he really don't even say, uh, you know what? I can't talk about that right now. You know, some stuff's going on. We'll to maybe yeah, yeah. Yeah. That sounds better than like, yeah, storyline. Yeah, be like, hey, due, due, to, due to contractual obligations, I'm not allowed to speak on that at this time. No. And that's it. Yeah. That's all you do. And then you let everybody else run with it how they want to run with it. You lie. You lie. All you gotta do. <laughs> it's like, dude, for somebody that's this this supposed great wrestling historian and can rattle off matches and facts and everything else going back to the 40s, you get up there and say, nope, it's part of the storyline. You can ruin the entire thing. Take it from damn to everybody you signed. No, I'm not going to AEW. <laughs> and then they show up on AEW. Why? Yeah, so that's my that was my jabroni of the week. I saw that and I damn near like I I wanted to throw my phone whenever I read that. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So I felt whenever Eddie Kingston showed up and challenged Claudio to a match, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> There's history. He was, there. my, don't like he, was he was my B for jabroni of the week. They were both in ROH together way back when. Yeah. It's it's a blood feud. It's, no, 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 not make me pay for that pay per view. So we're getting uh BCC and uh in Ortiz no, again, you're, or, uh, no, you're, you're just getting Eddie Kingston versus Claudio, there's nobody else involved. Okay, <laughs> for now, for now, we still got a few weeks. <laughs> Story that was never over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Jay, you're Mount Rushmore for the week. Uh, I wasn't impressed with wrestling this much this week. Only thing that impressed me was uh Gable selling that uh that. Cody's uh no. crossroads. Yeah, crossroads. Everything I saw, on Twitter, oh, it's the greatest crossroads ever. Like, yeah, Cody's greatest crossroads ever. I'm like, um, the guy that's selling the move is the reason why you <laughs> are saying it's the greatest crossroads ever. You're putting the shine on the wrong person. Uh, and, him losing Otis uh, soon, coming hopefully he gets a singles push because he needs it. He's been he's been pretty much 
banger. I hate saying banger after banger, but he's he's been that guy. <laughs> yeah, losing that every week. He's been locked in ever since he's he started the Alpha Academy. Like he's been locked in. Steve's been pushing for uh, Gable to get a run since we started this show. Yeah, forever. Since we started the podcast two and a half years ago. I've been saying, where is the Chad Gable push? <laughs> Needs it. As soon as he went solo, well, once um, when Jordan got hurt, like you knew he could go in the ring. He should have yeah, got yeah. an opportunity. And you got Shorty G. <laughs> I just would love to see what uh, American Alpha could have done if. Jason Jordan would have stayed, stayed healthy. What if? What if? I yeah, Gable, Gable. So for me this week, I had I I legit had a Mount Rushmore for myself this week. Like I I enjoyed this week a lot from what I saw, and Gable was on my own Mount Rushmore this week. Um, so I was waiting. To, I was waiting to go last to see who you guys had, um, just so I could kind of throw mine out there based off of what you had and narrow it down. So Jay checked one of my picks off. So Gable <laughs> was definitely on the list this week for me. Um, Donald, anybody for you? I know you said you weren't. You didn't really. Yeah, I was busy with other stuff, but um, I could say um, Carmelo and uh, Tyler Bate. I still on pause on my DVR. I gotta gotta go back and finish that. I thought I thought the way NXT opened the show with Wesley and Frazier and then closed it with Baton Hayes, like those two matches made me feel like I was watching black and gold old school NXT. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So like that was again, that was one of the honorable mentions. They didn't make the top four, but they were there as the fifth. Mm-hmm. Like I could argue them onto my own Mount Rushmore for the week for having those bookend matches because both of those were extremely enjoyable. And I didn't even think of it being NXT 2.0 while I was watching those matches. Like I, I just know. thought NXT, mm-hmm. right? Like, yes, that's what I want out of my NXT. So kudos to all four of those men involved because they opened and closed the show perfectly. Yep, it took a while, but maybe they're finally getting in that groove now. I think they are. I've you know I've watched it consistently, and I w- like not everything hits, which is it's not supposed to because it's still developmental, and you still have a lot of green people on the show. Um, but there was green people on Rampage last night. It's just I can see why WWE released them. Um, Talking about Parker Boudreaux. Um, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I feel they are they are solid <laughs> hitting the running. I think they're they're in an excellent build towards you know their mania show. They got Roadblock coming up this week. Um so yeah, I think NXT is in a nice, nice spot right now. Question question about NXT. Do you fit for well for me? It feels like they're grooming the women to be on the main roster. I can see them transitioning. I'm still not sure about most of the men. The women, the women's division in NXT gets majority of the spotlight each and every single week, Mm. which as a fan of women's wrestling, it's a breath of fresh air because usually the show is like 75% women, 60% women. Like you're getting, Multiple segment, two, three women's matches each week. Like, so yeah, I'm 
I tune in to NXT a lot just to specifically watch the women. I can see I can see that argument being made, Jay, that they're they're being groomed better than the men. I think when you look at the roster, women versus men wise in NXT, the number of women that you can see on the main roster is a lot deeper than the number of men. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But that, yeah. So like men's wise, like my three bankables that I would see on the main roster, whether or not they would pan out on the main roster, men's wise, right now, Carmelo, Braun, and Waller. I think are three bankable main roster talents. Mm-hmm. After that, you can argue here and there. Yeah. Wesley, I could say maybe, and that's not a shot on Wes. It's more of like his size. Even yeah. though him and Carmelo are the same size, he doesn't have the charisma yeah. that Melo has. Yeah. So, um, Dijak, Dijakovic. If he wrestles like he has since he's back in NXT, definitely a main roster, definitely a main roster guy. The character got to change, but in ring wise, if he brings mm-hmm. that in ring style from NXT up to the main roster, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, women's wise, you could run down the, the list of names, and I could go yes, 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 yes. Like I feel it's that deep, so. And that women's yeah. roster on the main roster needs some fresh air soon. Yeah. Yes, they do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, we had Gable was on mine. Check. NXT, the way they bookended it, was an honorable mention. Check. Um, I had the other three things that I had on my personal Mount Rushmore this week. And it was, like I said, it was really difficult just to pick one. But, um. Impact Wrestling, Josh Alexander, Kenta, tremendous. Chris Bay, Ace Austin versus the Motor City Machine Guns was excellent. Impact had three solid shows this week between their pay-per-view Friday, the Fallout show Saturday, and then Impact Wrestling on Thursday. Like, if you watch those three shows, you I don't know how you could not become a fan of Impact Wrestling based off of those three shows. So... In ring wise was great, storylines fantastic. Like it's just impact being impact, but nobody watches them, which is <laughs> terrible to say. I say it all the time. I know I'm a broken record on this show, but <laughs> seriously, like it's it's great stuff. I didn't um, know Kenta and Josh Alexander were this week, so I have to go back and watch that. Yeah, just absolutely tremendous. Um that that Kenta Josh Alexander was my favorite match of the week. Um and then they also put out like a little documentary on Josh Alexander. If you haven't seen it, you don't know much of his story, go watch it. It is extremely well done. Like I'm talking like it feels like Jeremy Borash well done from TNA back in the day. Like it is really good. Um, it's on YouTube, so seek it out. Um, again, based off of his matches and you watch that, I don't know how you don't become a fan of Josh Alexander. Like, so he would be up there. Um I put ROH up there just for the fact of ROH being back as ROH. Like I don't, I don't know how you can debut the brand show, have the 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 card that they had match wise, um, and Caprice Coleman and Ian Riccoboni may be the best commentary group in all of pro wrestling. 
They two they mesh so well together. Caprice is outstanding. Yeah, I like Caprice. Rick Abani, you could knock him for the way his voice sounds, which I think most people would. But from a commentator's perspective, I think Ian is very underrated as a commentator in pro wrestling. I think they do their job well. They're not my they're not one of my favorite teams, but you know, they do their I think they do their job well. Yeah, so Ring of Honor was up there for me. So I had Gable, Ring of Honor, Impact, specifically narrowing it down Impact to Josh Alexander, um, the NXT bookends, and then Cody Roman last night. Um, to me, I, I tweeted yeah. out there the I tweeted out there the Pacino De Niro heat dinner scene where they're sitting across from each other in the diner. Um, for those of you that don't know the movie Heat, go watch it, seek it out. Tremendous. Um, one of the greatest scenes in a movie ever is them two sitting at the diner talking back and forth to each other. Good guy, bad guy, heel baby face. What's gonna happen when we come to a head? Just tremendous stuff all the way around. And I thought the reason why it hit home so much and why it was just perfectly done. The entire time I watched it, I didn't think once about Sami Zayn. Exactly. The crowd did not chant Sami's name once during that entire segment. So mission accomplished. You got out there, you were worried about the Sami hype train and everything else, and they still played into that throughout the night. He fought solo in the main event. Like, it's still there. But as far as Roman Sammy versus Cody Roman, the door shut. After last night, door shut. I'm all in on Cody Roman. See, I'm the complete opposite after last night. I felt like I, I didn't mind the interaction. Uh, so Cody posted this week that his schedule for the next coming weeks leading up to Mania, and there was no SmackDown appearances on it. And I was like, well, I hope that changes because they need to start doing some more interaction between the two of them. Don't be anything. Put it out there for you to believe that. Let me find you, Chris. And that doesn't mean Roman, that doesn't mean Roman's not going to show up on Raw. Yeah. But I think they need to put Cody on SmackDown more than Roman needs to be on Raw, just for the audience. Um, But, it, like, the, the interaction, it was good. Like, it was a good start. But to me, last night, I, I felt like Sammy got was still the highlight compared to Cody. I Same. felt like the focus was still on Sammy. Not the focus, but he, it was like, it was more entertainment for me. Cause when, when Roman and thing were talking, it was like too many long pauses. And he feels like he kind of regurgitated the same thing. Paul Heyman regurgitated. The week before. Well, I, but I think oh, the God. beauty, I think that was the beauty of the segment though, because Roman hit him with the line, you know, talking about Dusty and doing it. His Dusty impersonation was great. But he hit the line, you know, whatever he didn't, whatever he didn't teach you, I will. And I was like, oh, that, that's, that's such a cold as fuck line. But then, like, the light bulb in Cody's head goes off and goes, oh, chestnut checkers. You didn't send Heyman to get into my head. You really sent Heyman to tell the truth. Like you, this is really about best man wins. Okay. My mind immediately goes, oh, Roman just pulled the chess move, making Cody think it's about man versus man who the best man wins because we know that's not what Roman's going to do. 
And if you watch Roman after he hops out the ring, he's smiling back at Cody, this and that. But whenever he turns around to walk back up the ramp, the camera's on him and his face completely changes. And then he turns back around, gives the smile, nods his head, and turns back around, face changes again, and he walks out through the curtain. Like, it's like, all right, what do, what do you actually have planned? Because right now, Cody, right now, Cody thinks it's on the up and up. Hey, you're you're claiming to be, you know, the, the son Dusty never had, and he groomed you and everything else. So it's Dusty, and Cody said it's Dusty's kid versus Dusty's kid. Mm-hmm. Which one is better? So you got me hooked with a personal story already that goes back years. Is for you as Cody a lock mania? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yes, you mean I, wait. A, a lock, a lock is in main event, or a lock is in a win. Win. I would, I would be hard pressed to say Cody's going to lose right now. I'm, I'm kind of wavering now. <laughs> right now, right now, I still feel that way because of the whole finish the story. But mm-hmm. like Cody said last night. It's not about the story. It's not about, it's about a necessity. Check the hashtag necessity for the title of the show. Uh, um, well played there, Chris. Um, so, yeah, like he, it's a necessity that he wins this match. And everything just came, it, it just came into play, you know, Roman, because Cody, wrestling family, wrestling purist, right? I thought Roman, you're not going to like this, but I'm going to do it anyways. And lays both belts on the mat. <laughs> and I'm like, uh. yeah. <laughs> like I chuckled. I That's laughed I out like loud. That. I'm like, oh, okay. I see I see what mood you're on right now. Like, okay, this is, I like this. Have see you won this that? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever competed for that? <laughs> Have you ever been in WrestleMania? Yeah, like, oh, it was just, like, this is the beauty of everything. And I thought initially it got off to that corny wrestling start. Well, do you need you unless you need them in the ring with you? And then Roman goes, "All right, everybody out. <laughs> hey man, I'll leave Solo. No, Solo goes too." I'm like, "Okay, this is like your typical corny pro wrestling where like, you know, the the henchmen are going to run back in and, and beat up the, that's like, what I was thinking. That's what I was you know feeling. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then they they turned it on a dime and and got immediately into it and I thought I thought everything was fantastic. Yep. So, yeah. So I don't even think of Roman Sammy anymore just because of that. Like having another match-wise, like that door is completely shut. Oh, I'm not thinking that it's going to be another match. Mm-hmm. But it's like I know, the, I know it's not finished, and there's still more story to be told there. Oh, yeah, there's still a story, but – Roman just got to send his guys off and take care of that. My focus is on Cody. But it's like I said whenever we were talking about Sammy and and WrestleMania, I said I don't think Sammy needs to be in a main event because I think him, if he wins the tag title or just beats the bloodline in any sort of fashion at WrestleMania, that crowd's going to pop anyways for him. You know, so I don't think Sammy needs to be in that picture anymore, and I'm glad they're not focusing on that. But then to to harken back to that to go to that point though you saw with the backstage segment Roman 
I'm running out of patience. No. And Jimmy's like, I'll I'll call him. Like I'll again. And he's like, No, not with him, with you. It's like, oh, okay. Here's another another branch on that story. Now yeah. you know what I mean? Roman's gonna everything that Sammy said to Jimmy in the ring last week about Roman not caring, Roman will turn on him, this, that, and the other. A week later, Roman's like, yo, I'm running out of patience with you. Jimmy's the one that super kicks Sammy right away. Jimmy's the one that, you know what I mean? Like Keeping the bond together, really. And then every week I see that shirt, I'm just like, it's just continue to foreshadow. (laughs) The blood, his bloodline shirt. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't. We got what four more weeks to Mania, yeah. Right, four four Raws and four SmackDowns. So SmackDown here in Pittsburgh this week. Yeah, at some point, maybe not this week shows, but the following week shows, you got to heat up the. You got to heat up the KO Sammy versus the Usos somehow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you got to continue to build on Cody and Roman because I thought Cody's Cody's payment was fantastic. Mm -hmm. The interaction between Cody and Roman last night was tremendous. Continue to build to have me buy in because, like I said, last night I I didn't think of Sami Zayn once. So mission accomplished to those two guys. Um, And you want to talk about a babyface being over with a crowd? You hear everybody singing that song. You hear the whoa loud as hell on Cody's entrance theme. That's about to make my jabroni list. Insane. <laughs> I hate it every week with Jericho. Oh, I thought you'd be all for it since it's WWE now. I did catch myself singing it one day when he first came. That's where you. That's why you hate it because you hate yourself for it now. That was at work singing. That was that's different. You can sing the song at work. You ain't singing along with the, with the program. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's uh, AEW's Revolution pay per view. Hit us up on social media. Let us know uh, predictions for the show. Your match of the night, our Mount Rushmore of the week. And let's get into Jay's debate this. Uh, I mean, so here's the thing with this. And I saw this was floating around maybe a couple weeks ago, um, a similar list or one one to this. I don't know if you actually pulled this from somewhere, Jay, or you came up with this yourself. I, uh, I compiled uh, at least nine lists. And this is what I got of how many people got like first place votes, second place votes. And this was like the culmination of all those. The culmination lists. of it, yeah. Um, for me, this is a two man race. And it was just based off of just based off of my lifetime watching pro wrestling. This is a two man race between Heenan and Heyman. I want to know your top four. Um, like your Mount Rushmore of. Managers. All right, so if we're if we're going that way, <clears throat> Heenan, Heyman, Cornette, and I would say 
Heenan, Heyman, Cornette, neither the Grand Wizard or Sherry. Mm-hmm. Mine would be now, Bla- like Blassie, Grand Wizard, Albano. Mm-hmm. Those were all before my time as far as watching wrestling. Yeah. So it's kind of I know I know yeah. those names. I I know mm-hmm. those names. I know, but like. I wasn't there to watch the greatness that those guys were in those roles. And don't get me wrong. Those three are absolutely considered top tier managers of their time. Um, But yeah, you know, Jimmy Hart, I knock off just because of his style as a manager. Like he was more just annoying. I I don't think he added like it's just the megaphone, the flashy jackets, like, I don't think he added anything to the particular talent that he managed, even though he there were some shows he was out there damn near every single match because he managed. <laughs> yeah. Right, like, much like Heenan. yeah, Heenan with the Heenan family. No, Heenan was number one on everybody's list except for Paul Heyman's. He was number two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't like if you're if you're ranking these off of off of the list that you compiled as far as like a top 10, mm-hmm. I'm not mad at the top 10. I would, I would flip, I would flip Jimmy Hart out of three. Um, and I would bump up Cornette. I think grand wizard at eight is really low. Paul bear. Like I know see bear is so hard because he was Percy Pringle before that. And man is a mm-hmm. bunch of people mm-hmm. outside of WWE, but, Everybody just thinks of Paul Bear and WWE with The Undertaker. So, like, mm-hmm. you're synonymous with one guy, which I think hurts you. Yeah. But did a great list. job with that one. Two, guy. two guys. Two yeah, guys. No, I, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, it's not a knock yeah, on It's no knock on Bear and what he did. But Was it three? He did make time, too, right? In the yeah. beginning. I don't really. Him you don't tell that. And, there was more, like, storyline reasons than, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't think the fit between him and mankind was as good as him and Taker or him and Kane. Oh, of course not. Mm-hmm. For me, a, a manager is someone that is your mouthpiece. You know, that gets you hype. Is your hype man basically? Um, and so, my top four on here would probably be Bobby Heenan in this order: Bobby Heenan, Paul Heyman, Sensational Sherry, and Paul Bear. Um, the only one that I, act, as much as I liked her, I can argue about is Miss Elizabeth, as being she was more of a valet than she was a manager. Oh, she was off a couple of those lists, but she made she made she made more lists than Sherry, which surprised me. Wow, yeah, I mean, really? I think she's so synonymous with that time period. As, mm-hmm. You know, cons- everybody considers her a manager, but for me, uh, to me, she's more of a valet than a manager. You know, she she didn't do the talking for Macho. You know, mm-hmm. she was. She just went to the ring. She didn't get involved like Sherry did in the matches, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean Sherry. I mean Sherry's run with Harlem Heat and Michaels alone is just like okay, like you know what I mean. To Not to make Cody, Sherry put in the work. Yes, <laughs> everything. So for like, so for Sherry being all of that because I really like Sherry a lot. I have um, Heenan one, Sherry two, Heyman three. Cornette for because Sherry really put in that work, especially in the ECW when she was with uh Shane Douglas. 
Yes. That one match we all watched together when she was in and out the ring constantly. Got hit by got hit by <laughs> and, and everything she did with Macho yeah. was Queen Sherry in the promos with him. Like her work as a wrestler in the eighties, cool, you know, but her work as a manager in the eighties and nineties and in WWF and then the work she did in WCW is just incredible. And then ECW. I'd go uh, in Heyman, Sherry, Paul Bearer for mine. I don't know. For, for some reason, I just, Jimmy Hart was like too Weasley for me. No. I, just, I just always picture him running from something. And so all three of you guys have Heenan over Heyman. Absolutely. Yes. Not. And I'm not trying to say that, you know, I can see the argument of one and two, but yeah. Do you think Heenan gets more, you think Heenan gets more, um, more love because people combine the manager and color? I think. Commentator? Yeah. Like, I don't think people separate the two. I just think they look at it as Bobby Heenan as a whole. Mm-hmm. For Where, sure. Like, don't get I mean, me I look at me. Paul as WCW, like Dangerous Alliance. Oh, I love yeah. Bobby in that. Mm-hmm. You know. Like, yeah, I'll take I mean, it back. I'll take, you know, from 80s to today with Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. You, know, I, you tell yeah, me that you're putting Paul Heyman over Bobby Heenan? Okay, cool. I'm not going to argue with you on that. Yeah. Yeah, I think the the last the last two and a half years is the reason why I have Heyman above Heyman. Some other notables that that uh, were voted in the top tens were uh, Fuji, JJ Dillon, and uh, Paul Ellering. Would you switch anybody out for those guys? I would put any one of those three over Miss Elizabeth. Same here. Uh, if we're, gonna, now, if we're you... just going to replace woman to woman, I would probably put Sonny. In there, he made him their job as a manager. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Heyman's run this last two and a half years for me is the reason why he gets the nod, the nod above Heenan. That's why he made you factor in the when you factor in the entire resume and just yeah, look at everything uh, he did with Brock from two thousand two on. You know. Well, not just Brock. It's it's Brock. It's Punk. It's you know Claudio for Cesaro for a while. It's everything with Roman. Then you factor in the ECW stuff, even though he wasn't a manager. But his commentary run in WWE, you know, him and Jr. were incredible team. Yeah, I just. Head and shoulders above the rest are Heenan and Heyman, and you can debate that till the cows go home. No, agree. All right, nice little list there. Top 10 wrestling managers. Hit us up social media, let us know. Um, I got a feeling you know, everybody would have Heenan and Heyman if they're doing a Mount Rushmore of wrestling managers, it's just kind of where you foot in everybody else. but yeah, not mad at that. Not mad at that. Mm-hmm. Listen, all look at you doing homework and prep no. before the show. Okay. You call out again. Well, man, I like how you compile different lists into one. You know, yeah, just not you, one. 
I actually had to find That's a notebook to do this. Wow. <laughs> Who has a notebook at 40? <laughs> That's why he wore the Superman shirt today. That's why he wore the Superman shirt today. So. All right. Uh, anything else before we touch on final thoughts and wrap up the show for this week? Job of the week. Your burn of the week. Same tomato, tomato. Jabroni of the week. Um, I already gave mine in, ro- in pro wrestling. It was Tony Khan with his just. <laughs> um, the other Jabroni of the week is is from the sports world, and I'm going to go with um, Major League Baseball for two reasons. More than just two. One, this whole pitch clock situation. Um, while yes, it's speeding up the game and getting you know games under three hours, which I think from a viewership standpoint will help with people watching baseball. But there's already been an incident in spring training where bases were loaded and Duke got called out on a, on a third strike because he wasn't set within eight seconds in the batter's box. You can't have that come down in, in a major league regular season, postseason, World Series game where you walk it off because of a, a pitch count situation. And then the other thing, um, and this was the real jabroni in a week, is the regional sports packages for Major League Baseball. If you haven't seen this or paid attention to this this week, um, there's a lot of scuttlebutt going around, and especially here in Pittsburgh with not being able to watch the Penguins and Pirates due to the regional sports package where um, MSG Network – is launching their own streaming service this summer. Um, it will stream the Knicks, Rangers, Islanders, Sabres, and Devils for $9.99 per game, $29.99 a month, or $309.99 annually. And I think it's just in New York. Yeah. $309. So, so you're charging people $309 to watch their sports teams. Local. That $9.99 per game, I, I laughed at. Local. Yeah. So everybody in Pittsburgh is worried about this because of AT&T Sportsnet and what's going on with them and whether or not you have the ability to watch your local sports team locally if they're not on a major network for a televised game. I'm completely against this model coming out where they're going to start charging people packages per sport or, or, or the actual – Regency Network themselves charging. Like, can you imagine here in Pittsburgh if they go, okay, Steelers, Penguins, Pirates, you got to pay 300 for the year, 400 for the year to watch these games. (laughs) Guess what ain't getting watched? That was not getting watched. I'll go right over Buffalo Buffalo Wild Wings and watch the game if I have to. (laughs) That's what ESPN Plus is for. Yeah, so those are my jabronis of the week because baseball continues to just <laughs> and, and if you haven't seen, so not only is AT&T Sports going under, but the other regional one, Bally Sports, is going under as well. So all these regionals are... <clears throat> the only thing is that AT&T Sports, uh, all the regionals have until the end of this month to, to decide what they're doing. Yeah, and AT&T Sports, they weren't even showing stuff that was locally. I, I went on to – I remember during the football season, high school football season, I went on to watch what I thought was, you know, 
arguably the 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 best game of the year with with Westinghouse versus Steel Valley in the playoffs, and I get a West Virginia football class three A championship game. I'm like, I live in Pittsburgh. Why are you showing me a game from West Virginia? Anybody in the tri-state area? <laughs> probably, probably where it goes. That's Dang. insane. Because that's the same thing happening now with the uh, Whitfield championships. They're not on TV at all. You can't watch any of the basketball championships at all. You have to stream everything. That is terrible. You got to subscribe to the streaming services. Mm-hmm. So the only yeah. thing that I'm wondering about, like all these, is like my dad used to subscribe to the MLB package, and like you could pick, you could either pay for every game or you could pay per team. Right. So I'm wondering if if that's going to become more popular, depending on what these regionals do. Well, isn't the MLB package on Amazon? No, it was like their own package, like their own app and everything. It wasn't oh, like yeah. I mean the NFL has that with the NFL Plus where you can sign up and pay to watch all the NFL games mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. Combine and like all that stuff. But again, like they were charging ridiculous amounts of money for that for like the last three weeks of the season. And I'm like, I'm yeah. not signing up for this. Like I mean, I'm not searching for a Pirates game this year, but I can watch every Penguins game on ESPN Plus. I'm good. Ten dollars for a Pirates game. <laughs> you might as well go to the stadium. More press, more higher than the tickets. <laughs> I don't pay ninety nine cents a month for Impact. Why am I going to spend any money on the Pirates? <laughs> so yeah, those are my those are my two jabronis of the week. <laughs> I didn't have one, but I'm uh, a jabroni that walked off of that walked off the Pirates Orioles game. Create a feel good moment, but how you just walk off like, no, we're done. Not my job. Yeah, the umpires <laughs> bounced and said, That's it. And the Pirates and Orioles finished the game without umpires. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by Jabroni, the week is myself. So, with uh, it being a huge anime week, uh, I was getting ready for Attack on Titan yes, on Thursday night, make sure all my stuff was ready. So, when it popped up, and saw Hulu pulled all of their anime stuff, and I was pissed and couldn't find it. So I had to sign up for Crunchyroll to make sure I get all my anime stuff. So after Attack on Titan finally premiered at eight o'clock last night, I went on Hulu and I saw it up. And I accidentally went on anime movies, which were only five things and not on anime TV. So with that little mistake, I got a service now. <laughs> Got your 999. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Jabroni of the week. <laughs> My Jabroni of the week is uh I gotta go uh Brock almost. Like who the fuck thought this was a good idea? Vince. And Brock was one of the from what I heard, Brock yeah, was like Bray. Yeah, that's what I saw Brock too. turned down Bray. And he okay that we had for him. I just want to Brock see Brock okay almost. Again, this is the best match, though. I hope he squashes him real quick. You know? yeah, that should be a five-second match, tops. Send it's gonna take almost longer to walk to the ring than it'll take for the match. Send him back to Raw Underground. <laughs> <laughs> him and Dabakato could be bouncers outside the front door. <laughs> Protect the parking lot since everybody keep getting jumped out there. <laughs> and another jabroni a week, real quick for me. 
the Demon Slayer movie uh, for the people who were all mad about only getting one episode of the new season yesterday. People thinking they're coming in and getting six new episodes <laughs> at one sitting. And no, <laughs> you uh, you completely read the advertisements wrong. <laughs> Fans of anything, you can't please them. Nope. Nope, nope. I think I belong to three of the worst. Wrestling fans, gamer fans, anime fans. Nobody knows. Also, no fans. <laughs> All right, that's it. Jabroni of the week. I got nothing on final thoughts, so we just want to wrap this bad boy up. Yep, let's do it. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks for tuning. <laughs>